Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm really excited. I have an awesome local healer and friend. She'll be here, here, and she has an amazing story and so many gifts. Like, I'm just going to let her dive right in. So go ahead and give us your little brag intro. Tell us about yourself. So I am, I'm, I guess, a beginner herbalist. I've just been, I guess, started walking the plant path, I like to say, about four years ago. Um, And I just finished a course on infused oils. And I am all about the oils right now and getting herbal medicine into the body every single day in the easiest way possible. And I'm just super on fire for it. And I want to spread that passion. And I want other women to get into herbal body oiling. Love that. Yes. Yes. And there's such a need for like alternative medicine. Um, So needed. We actually met at a local sweat lodge. I'm going to add that to our frag. We were just at that green room. And so, and you're a new mama. So like I've watched your journey. So I know there's a lot to your story. Like Mm -hmm. you want to give us a little bit of like the before and after? Like, yes, sure. Yeah. Just start wherever it makes sense. Okay. Well, I think for me, I'll start, I guess, at my rebirth, I like to call it. Um, This was almost four years ago. Um, I got strep throat and I didn't think anything of it. I thought that I would just be able to get over it really quickly. Didn't go to the doctor and it ended up going septic. And I almost died. I was in a coma for a week. Um, I got dry gangrene on my fingers and my toes and I lost some fingers. I had to have them amputated a couple of toes also. Um, And that experience really, really changed me. I mean, obviously, how could it not? And that's kind of when I started becoming really into the herbs because I had these wounds on my hands that wouldn't heal. And I was taking antibiotics. I was using all of the modern medicine that, that they're prescribing me and nothing was working. So I decided to dive into the herbs and I actually was able to heal um, an open wound that literally took a year to heal within a week with uh, Manuka honey and with infused with herbs. So that's for me really, I know it was amazing. So that's when I really started to see the power of the herbs. That's incredible. You know, it's kind of interesting to me because I, you said four years, which kind of shocked me. I'm like, what? It's been four years since that happened because you know how like um, you'll Facebook friend someone and then all of a sudden, because we share everything online, like you know them really well, but you may not actually like know them in real life. Exactly. One of those moments. So since we were part of a community, like, you know, everybody was sending you well wishes and I kind of like watched all of that go down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, talk about an initiation, huh? Seriously. Like, yeah. Mean, tell me, like, did you have like a near death experience? Like, what was it like? I did. You feel like forever altered? Like, what was that like? I see, I was in a medically induced coma, but I feel like I know I went to, I want to say the astral plane is yeah. where I feel like I went. Like, I saw my ancestors, I saw my great grandmother. She was the one who led me back. I really, honestly, don't think I would be here if it wasn't for her because I I just, I didn't, I honestly kind of just wanted to leave this plane a little bit, you know, and her bringing me back really is what just really gave me life again. And she's my guardian angel. So it was, yeah. I can see why you came back because like you have like a very sweet husband and an incredible little baby. So like you had this like whole life that was waiting for you on the other side. I know. See, at the time though, like before I got sick, I wasn't living my truth. I was completely at odds with myself. And I really think that's what made me get so sick. It was like my higher self was like, okay, you need this experience to show you you know, a different way. You're not living your truth. And here you go. Here's like you said, here's an initiation. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that like wounded healer concept. In fact, I like to say like, don't stay wounded healer because you know, like a lot of us healers are like so busy healing everybody else. (laughs) Are like, oh yeah, whoops, I need to take care of myself or like, I need to like, you know, take a little of my own medicine, so to speak. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's so huge. And I always tell, you know, my therapy clients, I get a lot of like holistic oriented, like empath, like psychic, intuitive, like Mm -hmm. younger kids really have the superpowers, you know, and I'm like, no, this is not a mental disorder. This is a gift. You just have to like learn how to use it. And I think sometimes we do go through these like healing crisis initiations or, you know, even like you said, like when you get to the near death point of view, it's like, then you got to own your purpose all the way. Like I've seen this with clients who have been suicidal and Mm -hmm. they like should have died in the sense that it was lethal. And then they came back Mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, you got a mission, a big one. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the mission is? Like what's coming forward for you? For me, I truly believe that I am supposed to be here for the revolution that is here. That's, coming to fruition right now as we speak. I think people like us are needed now more than ever. The healers, the people who are walking the alternative path, you know, not following what the mainstream says we should follow. We're breaking away and I feel like we're going to change the world. I really do. Yeah. One of my big things has been that like, you can totally turn your trauma into your superpower. And there's even like brain science that says like, when you get traumatized, you do get more like intuitive and more Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) healer-esque. Yes. Um, So like, particularly having like lost, you know, parts of you, like literally, Mm -hmm. like what has it been like to turn that like trauma into your superpower? Well, for me, um, The missing fingers, it's a reminder every single day of the experience. I see it every day and it really has made me, I see my hand and I look down and I'm like, dude, you have done so much despite having missing fingers. And like, it just, it really has, as crazy as it sounds, it's increased my confidence. Like I 
don't think I would be where I am doing all of this work if this hadn't happened. I really don't. I see this experience losing my fingers as a strength. Like it is a reminder every day, like I'm missing parts of me and I'm still doing this damn thing and I'm doing it pretty well. Like I'm a mom, I'm making all these remedies, you know, I'm helping people. So, you know, I think it's really given me a lot of confidence. It's, it's still obviously hard though. Like there's certain things, certain tasks that are really, really hard despite you know, four years of work with the missing fingers. So yeah, that's really hard about like your hands and fingers are such you do so much with them. And I think mm-hmm. about gratitude, that's something we really take for granted mm-hmm. having hands that you can use. Um, and yes. if anyone's ever like sprained a finger or lost a part or something like that, you, you understand, like you said, it's like a forever reminder And then you have to like figure out new strategies around it. Yes, exactly. And I will say that there have been some challenges like with becoming a mom, with having the missing digit. There's just certain things that you don't think about, you know, like changing a diaper, like grabbing the Velcro, you know, it's so hard when the baby's squirming and like moving all over the place. And I'm like trying so hard to pull the Velcro and I'm like, ah! <laughs> As just, if like being a new mom wasn't hard enough and like you can't, it's hard to fasten the diaper. That definitely, you like you're definitely learning mastery of like patience, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I'm tested every single day. <laughs> How do you keep your mindset and your positivity so high without just like kind of, you know, having to face these triggers and struggles? For me, I would say um, my breath work and my meditation and my journaling are my, my mainstays in my life. Like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be doing as well as I am. I know I wouldn't like the, the breath work for me was, was the huge thing that like, cause I was. I had a dark night of the soul experience, obviously, after all of this went down. And I was just in such a low spot for a while. It took me a good solid like two years to really build myself back up. And um, the breath work, really, like breath of fire and uh, Nada Shodani, the alternate nostril breathing, those two breath work practices have been everything for me. Do you feel like so. you can give a little demo on this? Sure. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do breath of fire or the alternate nostril breathing? You, you decide whatever you feel like you want to share with us. Give us okay. I think the alternate nostril breathing will be easier to demonstrate. So what you do is you take your thumb and your middle finger and your ring finger and you on your right hand. So you're going to block your right nostril with your thumb and you're going to put your middle finger and your pointer finger on your third eye, and then you breathe in through your left nostril, and then you close it up, and you breathe out through your right, breathe in through your right, and then close up your right, and breathe out through your left. And you just do that in a pattern for as long as you can, and it's a great nervous system reset. So if you're in a really anxious, frazzled state of mind, you just sit down, I mean, even five minutes, maybe even just two minutes of just sitting there and doing that, you can really recenter yourself and come back to a calmer state. 
Yeah. And I've heard that that also is really good for balancing like right and left hemispheres, um, mm-hmm. kind of masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, in a lot of the indigenous training I've had, um, you know, it's all about the breath. Like we take it for granted mm-hmm. because we do it and it's automatic. Um, but like, we can't live without the breath. No, like, it's everything. <laughs> the important thing you can do for sure. Yes, um, absolutely. And, you know, for my background with mental health and stuff, like a lot of people don't know that panic attacks are really about like hyperventilation and like mm-hmm. square breathe or to do some of these more like yogic practices, you know, you can really prevent like anxiety mm-hmm. like, and trauma and PTSD. You know, another piece is like, yes. I do this thing called EMDR, which is like a more like psychology trauma release thing, which if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you've had a dark night of the soul or trauma, like highly recommend EMDR. And it actually uses... Um, that same kind of thing, like bilateral stimulation is what they call it, but like hitting mm-hmm. both sides of the brain and balance, um, wow. to like rework trauma. So that also just, just if you're watching and you were relating to this, that's like, a, definitely like a great resource. I've done it myself and I've helped lots and lots of people heal like abuse, trauma, life-threatening mm-hmm. stuff, like the worst of the worst kind of moments. And, and out of those things, like you can become like the person that you're meant to be. Like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to stay stuck in the dark night of the soul, right? Like you gotta move through. <laughs> you don't, but sometimes you, you have to sit there. Yeah. Like you just accept where you are and just like kind of let it flow through you. You know, like, I feel like we try so hard to run away from those negative states of mind sometimes. Yeah. Whereas if we were just to like sit with it for a little while and just feel it and bask in it a little bit, it would just leave really quickly, you know, versus like doing everything to try to escape, you know? Yeah. You got to feel the heal, you know, and I know for myself, I get like avoided from doing that from time to time and we all do. It's very human, you know, but like, yeah, the shortcut hack to life and recovery and manifestation is to like feel good feel your feelings focus on what you want you know all yes so much yes so tell me a little bit about the oils and like you know you said you were able to heal your hand when um you know like modern medicine couldn't do that for you like tell me about that whole healing journey so um I had an open wound on my pointer finger and it it literally I I, I don't know what what was causing it, but I guess it was just the spot that it was in. It literally took, like I said, a year and I was like taking antibiotics. I was putting antibiotic ointment on it and it just wasn't getting better. So I just went and I just did a lot of research and I found that Manuka honey has antimicrobial and antibacterial properties. And so I found this brand and I mixed it with some herbs and I kind of made like a paste out of it and I put it on my finger and I just let it sit you know overnight for like two days and I am not kidding I literally woke up the second morning and I looked and the skin was closing over it was like new pink skin I was I was amazed like I really like did not know that that was even possible So it was just, it was a huge experience for me to see that happen. Like a true medicine woman, do you feel like your ancestors or like your past healing lives, like did that stuff kind of come through as you had that awakening? Absolutely. I mean, just the way it comes to me so intuitively, there's just certain things I know that there's no way I would know them unless 
there was something in my past life or down my ancestral line that there were healers. But I honestly think I was a healer in, in some of my past lives. I do, really. I know. And it's hard, like, if when you start to do it, like, as a business or, like, put yourself out there and get visible because it's all new and, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a vulnerability thing. But, like, I think a lot of us healers, there's this felt sense, but like, we don't give it enough credit that like legit, we've been doing this for like lifetimes and (laughs) like we're powerful people and we're also our own ancestors, you know, so it's in like, it's in our blood, right? It is. It really is. (laughs) I, you know, I've been really wanting to go back in my family history and like my lineage and see like, if there really was someone, you know, down the line who was a healer, I haven't yet, but I definitely plan on doing that because I think it would just be really cool just to know. Um, but I, uh, I took this course over the summer and it's about making infused oils and I, it really has changed the game for me. Um, because I was trying to make oils before and they just weren't as potent and just, learning this technique from my teacher has really like opened up so many opportunities and possibilities for me, you know, and I just, I love it. It's a home craft. It's something that I just, I put my heart and soul into it. And I just get into this peaceful state of mind when I'm in my kitchen, I'm grinding my herbs, you know, I'm just, I I just love the whole process. It just, it, it gets me on fire. So Yeah, I'm definitely like a kitchen witch. And that's why I love like essential oils and like crystals, all of that stuff so much. You're cancer, right? Is that right? I'm Pisces. Oh, Pisces. Okay. We'll say like a water, water sun. You know, we're like, we gotta have our like healing outlets. Like for me, it's definitely like an obsession. Me too. Seriously. Especially stones. I feel that. there's no there's a crystal I haven't met that I don't like so yeah I've like basically got a metaphysical shop at my house so I can imagine I saw your organite uh pyramid and I was like oh my god it's so beautiful yeah that was, you know like motherhood does strange things for you like you know 2012 was like such an awakening you're still probably pretty young mm-hmm. so like that was probably you were young then but um you know, like for me, I was just like getting pregnant. And then like when I had my daughter, it was like, oh my God, this world, like what the hell? Like uh, there were all these cell phone towers, like popping oh, everywhere. And I started getting like really, um, like just like scared. Like, is this the end of the world or like what's happening? Like I felt like my protective mama adrenaline was like through. Yeah, and absolutely. So my husband and I started, um, well, mostly me. I just, he made sure I didn't like blow up the house, but uh, we started making Organite. I like got some in Asheville and then I came back and I was like, I got this magical thing. And he was like, how much did you pay for that? And I was like, you don't want to know. And he was like, well, you know, that's just like some stones and resin. We can totally make that. And I was like, okay, let's make it. Um, so that's my little like gypsy business, kind of like you said of that. And, um, yes. you know, I may bring it back. Uh make some more. I've like kind of been feeling the call to do that, but yeah, I love stones. I love making things. Um, he's getting into like some blacksmithing and joining the maker community locally here. At Ooh, yeah. so I'm excited to see like what he's going to come up with next. That's um, awesome. But I love, um, for, you know, we live locally together and, yeah. and, um, 
there's such a cool like healer maker community emerging here. There there really um, is. It's like really catching a vibe. Like watch out Asheville. Like we're coming here with Knoxville. So (laughs) it had to happen. Asheville's so saturated now at this point. It had to spread this way. I'm just, I'm ready. Cause I was like, oh, I just need to live in Asheville. (laughs) Shout out to Asheville. Um, But yeah, I feel like Knoxville has come a long way. And to me, it's like just like the beauty of the Smoky Mountains and all the crystals that are probably buried in there. I know. And then like, obviously like the Cherokee, the Uchi, the Native American um, ancestry here, you know, the vortexes, it's a powerful place for sure. It really is. And for me, I love foraging. I love going in into the mountains and foraging and there's so many medicinal plants growing in the mountains around here. It's got like the same kind of biodiversity I heard as like the Amazon. Like it is one of the most biodiverse, like existing forests. So, I mean, like different types, but that's what I heard along the way. So, um, there's so much like animals and wildlife and herbs, um, you know, in there. And so. Yes, it's magical, ancient, magical healing. <laughs> so I want to circle back a little bit to, you kind of said that you were in a negative headspace that like mm-hmm. perhaps like contributed to this like physical thing that happened to you. And I see that a lot. And like, everybody has mindset struggles. I know I do. Like, it's just very human. Um, yes. And there's so much power in our mind. And we're also so like programmed and brainwashed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> negative <laughs> mindset stuff. So I'm just kind of curious, like, can you share a little bit about your journey of like that transformation that happened? Yeah. Um, so it really started. I, I, my relationship that I was in before I met my husband, um, it was a really toxic relationship. My ex was an alcoholic and we had moved out to New Mexico together. I followed him out there for his job and I ended up, um, realizing when I was there that I did not want to be in this relationship anymore. It was like a six-year relationship, and I literally packed my shit, and I left and came back to Knoxville. Good for you. Um, And I ended up getting with my husband, like, right after I broke up with my ex because he was just so amazing, and I couldn't pass up this amazing man. (laughs) So, um, but while we were together, uh, my ex would not leave me alone. He made me feel so guilty. And I literally got into this horrible mindset thinking that I was a terrible person for leaving him and for trying to make myself happy. And I should have just stayed with him where I was comfortable and safe. And I just, I got into this horrible guilt cycle and I really let him get into my head. And it, it really almost sabotaged my current, my marriage now. Um, And I just, I was in such a guilt, shame headspace. And I just wasn't, I I was not in a good place at all. And I, it sounds sounds to me like a narcissist, you know, I can't like officially diagnose anyone, but I can't tell you how many times I've heard this like exact same story, like the manipulation, the gaslighting, you know, like I, it's, as a as a therapist, like helping women heal on this journey, I feel like that almost leaves like more enduring scars sometimes than more extreme abuse because yes. it's like so sneaky, you it know, is. it's so manipulative. It's oh, like yeah. to see what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like to highlight that for people because, <laughs> um, and I find that healers do end up in narcissistic relationships as Absolutely. a initiation. Why the perfect, partner for a narcissist really? <laughs> it's like, let me rescue you. Let me heal yeah. you. And they're like, just like a black hole of like needing all that stuff. Basically, yeah. And and he was so subtle, like, and so innocent seeming. Like, he was just like this sweet guy. You know what I mean? But behind the scenes, you know, beneath the surface, there was just... And he was a hurt person, obviously. Hurt people hurt people, you know? But it was like... I It was like pulling tentacles like energetic tentacles out of me to get him out of my life. Like it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm so glad that you put it that way because that's like a really powerful metaphor. And a lot of times when people come to see me to do that trauma work, I'm like, hey, we got to get you to a healer and like some soul retrieval and like some cord <laughs> cutting. Like, yes, get better until some of that stuff's done. Um, yeah. And I, I know for me, because I'm such an empath and I'm clairsentient when I'm sitting with someone who's like very like... um being psychically attacked, like I will like feel that in my own body. And it's almost hard mm-hmm. to get that person. It's like such a powerful influence. And so yes. Sounds like you and you're watching, like go get yeah. a healing session because yes. unplug you and then your whole life will change. It really will. And speaking of that, um, I will that you just brought something up a memory. When I was living with him in Albuquerque, I remember I woke up one night. And it was like that dream state where you're half asleep, half awake. And I remember looking up and I swear to you, it looked like a dark entity type of attachment thing was trying to like attack me. And I remember that was, that was like a month before I left. So there was some kind of dark attachment that he had for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, it's so good for you to leave because I've worked so many times like crisis lines and, you know, people with domestic violence. And I think there's this judgment of like, why don't you leave? Well, there's a whole like wearing down of like your resources, your support systems, your mentality so that you're not able to leave. So if you have children, God help you. I've been through divorces from a cats together. I mean, I've like, (laughs) I know, I know. um, it's traumatic just to witness it. So to go through it is like, it's so hard, you know, it's not, it and like, I, you know, I'm generalizing with him. I don't know exactly like what his situation is, but like the thing right. about it is it's like such a pattern mm-hmm. of like, you know, men using their power over women, particularly like healing women. And I feel like every healer woman I know has a story like that for real. Yeah. And he made me feel like I was crazy. I was, you know, I was having an awakening. Um, I was 22 in 2012 and you know, I was in college still. So, you know, I remember the shift. It wasn't as, as potent for me as maybe like a few years later, but he made me feel like I was crazy. You know, that I, like all the healing arts that I was, you know, studying and all of that, like the yoga and the meditation, like he made me feel like it was just weird and out there. And like, I was just crazy basically. (laughs) So Yeah. And I think that's something I noticed like with a lot of healer women, I think it's hard for them sometimes to find a partner who's supportive because they've got a big mission. They're Mm -hmm. doing different things. And like, if you're, 
in a heterosexual partnership, like you really need that man to be in his divine masculine and his divine feminine. Yeah. Be able to like, let you be as powerful as you are. I don't mean let, it's not the right word, but it kind of is like, support you and like honor you and worship you in your, you know, hold space for you. Not be scared of it, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. So that was that that whole experience was definitely that relationship that experience driving across the country by myself and all of that definitely it opened up some doors for me so but it was it was like I said it was one of the hardest things I've ever been through besides childbirth (laughs) yeah one thing a lot and you know like I think the thing with emotional abuse is like it continues after usually um after you've left because that like voice takes up inside your head you Mm -hmm. know and that's like a lot of the work that I've done therapy wise and healing wise is just like helping people disconnect from that and then realize like hey that's your abuser it's like your Mm -hmm. inner abuser (laughs) like yeah no really exactly continuing and so like you know the best way um if you have like for I always recommend people Louise Hay stuff because you know like ultimately it's all about like loving and approving of yourself and like you know, from the mental health piece, like as long as you're like beating yourself up, like you're not gonna, of course you're gonna feel anxious and depressed and like yeah. kind of what everybody's going through. That's why we're seeing like record numbers of like almost everybody has mental health problems right now. It's because yeah. toxic culture and toxic thoughts and toxic like inputs. Yes, the collective. But I like, I really do think people like us are, we're the change. We are the change makers. We are. Yeah. And I personally believe like with the, you know, 2012, I feel like was one bookend and like 2021 is the next. And I think 2020 has gotten people's attention. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Like something <laughs> unlike any experience before, so, you know, not it's going to be like automatically perfect, you know, New Year's 2021. But like, I do really truly believe that like after thousands and thousands of years, we are going into like the matriarchy and into like feminine rule. You know, the only people that need to be scared of that is like the people that are doing harm with the patriarchy, like everybody else, you're actually just going to like benefit from it. You're going to be listened to. You're going to, it's like, you're going to have all that mama energy. Like, I love you. We're going to cuddle you up. We're going to feed you a good meal. And we're going to make sure you're safe and fulfilled. Yes, nurtured. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, so I just like ask people like, what's your vision for the future? If you could wave a magic wand and just like rewrite society, like what are you feeling into? What are you manifesting for the world? I am manifesting a world. This is my vision. Okay. I envision us tearing up all the concrete and literally just creating greenscapes everywhere and bringing the life, the plants back to the planet. And I envision a culture and a society that allows for healing and that doesn't highlight um, martyrdom, you know, like right now in our, in our current situation, we, I feel like it's like admirable to be a martyr, to like, basically sacrifice yourself, sacrifice your happiness for the greater good, but it's not for the greater good if you're sacrificing yourself. So I feel like we need to go back, like you said, to more of a matriarchal way of just supporting and nurturing and allowing people to feel and to just be who they want to be, you know? 
Yeah. And I think it's like, we try to control outside of us without like recognizing that like we are powerful creators and like the inner work is what creates the outer work. So we can never fix the outer without going inward, you know? And so yeah, we know this. I know I fall for that trap all the time. I'm like, okay, like I want this out here to do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, but like that's doing that because something inside of me is this. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I feel like if we could all be given the space to do that inner work and to do that inner healing, I mean, can you imagine how amazing this could all be really? It would just... And when I listen to like certain spiritual teachings, like Cryon, for example, or there's other ones out there, they really talk about like that, like world peace could be like within our children's generation. Mm-hmm. Like that gives me such chills. And to I just got like, chills, literally. I know. And like, you know, I, I'm sure your baby has some superpowers. I know mine does. Um, yes. I think, you know, for me, I'm like um, about to turn 40. So I'm like one of the indigos, you know? And yes. like, having worked with so many young people who are like in their twenties, you know, having seen like my own kid who's almost eight, like having seen like the new babies coming in, like yeah. I just really feel like once I I can see it in my life. Cause since I'm about to turn 40, like I'm getting into like really like the power zone and I've been in my yes. 20 years and like, I've been doing the adult thing and I'm like, well, like me and my generation, we're starting to take over. Yeah. And, when your generation takes over and then when our kids generation takes over, like, holy shit. Like, I know, I know, you know, my sister, she is 17, about to be 18. And she is all the time talking about like permaculture and just, you know, like she meditates and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, if I had been doing that when I was your age, can you imagine how much further but, you know, the new generations, like the new babies coming in, the star seeds, they are like amazing and they do have gifts automatically. Like my baby, he literally will only fall asleep to like Sanskrit mantras. I'm like, okay, dude, you are totally like an ancient soul. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. When I first had Luna, um, I had a past life reading and they did like all the, a couple different versions of like lives that our family had all had together. And the one that stood out to me was... Um, that we were all Buddhist monks and like Luna was like the head honcho monk. (laughs) And so it's so funny to me because it was like, she was like a newborn at the time. And so like, you know how like, well, you'll see when your kid gets older, then you like start to like yell and fuss at them. Hopefully not too much, but it's just like part of parenthood. It's like a little bit inevitable. Um, And I'm like going here like, oh my God, am I like yelling at my guru? Like am I just like going to bad karma because I'm like putting my guru in time out? Like, and I think that I'm just that's hilarious it's like a certain reverence that um we don't like teach in parenting like I see this a lot in my younger therapy clients it's like Mm -hmm. they know more than their parents do and I'm like listen like I'm sorry it sucks like you know more than your parents like (laughs) the good news is, is like you're a wise person and you're gonna figure it out you know but like I think when you're a parent and you're open to like my kid is this like little master and I'm going to like learn from them. Um, and they're going to learn from me for better or for worse. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like such a powerful cycle. And so it does like give me so much like hope for the future. Um, you know, the younger generations is where it is at. It really is. I mean, they're all about inclusion and acceptance, you know, I mean, really, I, I don't know, just speaking from like, from my sister's perspective, I mean, she, has never even like 
acted like she sees skin color, a difference in skin color. And, you know, they're just all so just open. It just seems like, I, I don't know. It just seems like they are. Yeah, I think there's just like an egalitarian and then they just like, I think have, uh, they like know violence is wrong, you know? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like it was like makes them sick, you know? Yeah. I feel like, you know, versus like, you know, in the media and stuff, you know, action movies and like true crime and stuff like that has been hyped so much that we've just kind of like been infiltrated with it. But like, I feel like the younger generations are like, uh, why would that they don't understand they literally are like why are you racist why are you violent like they literally just it doesn't it doesn't even like compute for them almost you know <laughs> yeah, there's such a purity um that's really beautiful and like obviously we need to like um recognize that for most people you know like they are living the lives of like you know if you're marginalized you have like a lot more you know, violence or oppression or whatever, but I feel like it's these pure souls that are going to like have the solutions to like make a paradigm where everyone is equal and taken care of and like really dismantle these like systems of oppression and um, violence and like all the toxic yeah. shit that's about there. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm so ready. Like I'm, I'm ready for this paradigm shift. I, I think a lot of us have been ready our whole lives really. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great sentiment. And I feel like for me, like, you know, with rebranding to the divine feminine revolution, like I've gone to gypsy hands for a million years and she would always talk to me about it. I'm going to have her on the podcast later on. And like, I thought of it as this like movement outside of myself. And then the day I was like, Oh my God, I just rebranded like this thing we've been talking about. Like, I guess I'm the leader. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, this is like a movement that's happening all over the planet and there's a million leaders and that's what's so exciting. Yeah. Everybody has their own version. And what I love to do is just like collect people and collect like amazing women and even a few men who are in their divine feminine. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, just like get everybody together to like meet each other. So we don't feel like we're the only ones or crazy or like, you know, we, you know, you need mentorship and that's what you yes. me. Like, I'll, she really helped me like understand my gifts so that they didn't like rear their ugly head in like, yeah. ways, you know, that is so important because sometimes it can just feel like you're so alone on this journey. You know, you look around you and you feel like you're just like, just like a big fish in a little pond. Sometimes I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound egoic, but you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like, Sometimes yeah. it just feels like you're just different than everybody, you know? Yeah. Very, like, intense to be, like, psychic or a healer or a starseed or, like, whatever, yeah. your interdimensional, like, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, it's intense and you need, like, yeah. someone to tell you, like, what's what, you know, and kind of be like, okay, this is what's happening. It's okay, you know, and I have yes. a lot of people come to me and I had a reading early on that was like, listen, because you're so, like, well, I've had you know, like that you're the bridge between like healing and mental health. And that's like a particular part of my mission, but also just to like, tell people like, listen, you're not crazy. You have a yeah. gift and you, and you have some trauma. <laughs> and it's just about like, how do we turn the trauma into the gift, you know? And like yes. that's the wounded healer path. And I think it's like so powerful and I appreciate you sharing your story. And I know like, just witnessing it via social media was like a, a huge transformation for me and yeah. to see you and your baby and to see like the life that you've created and all the growth that's come out of it has been like super beautiful to just like watch and witness and it's super inspiring. 
Yes, I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so glad that locally we have someone like you doing this work. Oh, okay. like, yeah, amazing. we're going to have to meet in real life. And yes, please. Um, so like, tell us, where do we find you on the web? Like, you know, I have some links below, but go ahead and promote yourself. Well, I am getting my Etsy shop up and running right now, but I am also, I, I will do like custom orders for people until I get it up and running. I'm so bad at sitting at the computer and doing computer work and like typing stuff out. Like it's just the bane of my existence. So I'm working on that. But um, I have an Etsy page and I have an Instagram and it's my business is called Numinous Rose Medicinals. Um, and I am going to be selling infused oils, uh, body butters and salves and maybe some tinctures. Um, and I also plan on doing like custom intuitive blends. So I would have someone call me or, you know, send me a little bit about them, what they're going through. And then I would sit and I would like come up with an intuitive blend for them. So that's another thing that I plan on doing once I get all the, business aspect of things worked out so yeah well I definitely will get an oil from you yeah. um and everybody go look Shelby up um I'd love to have you in the next round of fearless feminine we've got a bunch of like local healers that I'm putting together so I feel like well, I'll talk with you later about that but yes. um yes the custom healing blends like I mean, you healed your hand when the doctors could not. And that's a story I hear women say all the time. Like they have to be their own advocates. They have to be their own healers. And that's like part of the initiation is to like go against the, the mainstream and find your own answers. Yeah. It's like going against big daddy almost, you know? <laughs> yeah, big daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to sign off for today. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.